Hey everyone, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the D&B Wrestling Podcast. Your host, Dustin, as always. Um, today we are going to talk about the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, and we are going to talk about the SmackDown after WrestleMania, which have been hyped up for the last couple of years as being two big shows, probably the biggest Raw and biggest SmackDown of the year after WrestleMania. Um... I had notes here uh, that I was going to read off of, but it seems like I tried to do this podcast earlier and it came off as awkward. So I don't think I'm going to read it note for note like I did earlier. I'm going to actually um, try to just, you know, put in what I wrote down into into words. Um, and this is only the third podcast I have. So if it seems like it's bad or it seems like I'm unenthusiastic, just give me time, guys. I'm trying to work on getting more equipment. Just keep with me. Keep sharing. Keep listening to this podcast for me because the more people that listen to it, the more people that share, the more places it can go, the more people that can listen to it. And I'm hoping this thing can take off because wrestling has been a passion of mine since I was eight years old. I've always wanted to work for the company, and I don't know if I'm ever going to work for the company, so... This is my closest thing I can do to get involved with wrestling is to talk about it on a pad, a pad, yeah, a podcast. You guys, I'm not from Boston, a podcast, and be able to talk about it with other wrestling fans. So, um, there is a a short thing I'll talk about at the end. Anybody who listened knows that I have a podcast from a day or two ago about Lesnar and him resigning. Um, so I will talk about that briefly because a couple things have changed. So I will bring that up at the end after I talk about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Raw opened up with Stephanie coming out in a sling and a brace. It was like a almost like a plastic brace. It wasn't even a sling like you'd have after you have surgery or something. It was more of a plastic brace. She's playing off the injury that that Rousey gave her when she won, which which is fine. I'm glad that they're showing that Stephanie has a weakness because typically when they have Stephanie come out and do something like that. She's usually just like, you know, okay, you know, you beat me, but I'm still untouchable because I'm the owner's daughter. And they're actually making her look vulnerable during this feud. And I like that. I like that they're making Stephanie look like she's actually got a weakness. And that weakness turned out to be Ronda Rousey. Because she comes out and she runs down the crowd because the crowd is chanting, you deserved it. And the crowd is chanting all this stuff. It's actually quite hysterical when they do it. Um, So they're... You know, they're chanting, you deserve it. They're chanting whatever they need to chant at her. And she runs them down and says that she doesn't deserve those chants. And she actually put herself over, which I wasn't expecting her to. So it was kind of comical when she did. Because she worded it something like, they didn't think that she could prevail in the match, but she did. And she made it sound like she was talking about Rousey, but then she flipped it and was talking about herself. Which... It's Stephanie McMahon, so how often does Stephanie McMahon not talk about herself? So, at that point, when she's running everybody down, Rousey comes out, and she's smiling, and she's happy to see everybody, and a lot of people are going to complain about her smiling the way she did, and her, you know, waving at the crowd, and people have to realize that this is something that Rousey's wanted to do her entire life. She's going to be happy going out to that ring, and smiling all the time because she is in front of the crowd that she wanted to be in front of. Yes, she was a UFC fighter first, but she always wanted to be a WWE competitor. And she's and she proved that she deserves to be there on, 
on Sunday night. She proved that a thousand percent that she deserves to be in that ring. So if she wants to smile as she's walking to the ring, that's fine because I think she deserves a smile. She's happy where she's at. She's giddy like she's like she's getting married. Like she's I mean, that's how giddy she looked. Like it was her wedding day and she was walking down the aisle to you know, to be with the person that she's gonna be with for the rest of their life. Um, it, it also led to the next thing I'm getting ready to talk about, her smiling. But she comes to the ring and she's smiling and and Stephanie's talking about how well Rhonda did and how she's putting her over and you know she's talking good about Rhonda and Rhonda awkwardly, very awkwardly hugs Stephanie. And it was almost like the best way I can compare it is it's almost like when Voldemort hugged Harry. No, sorry, sorry, I got that wrong. When he hugged Draco, sorry, in Deathly Hallows in the movie, because everybody talks about how awkward that was, and that's almost what it felt like when Rhonda hugged Stephanie, but then it led to she pushes Stephanie back and gives her this, like, her her smile just drops off her face, and she puts her in an arm bar and basically re-breaks Stephanie's arm as the storyline's gonna go. Um, and she re-breaks it and walks out of the ring and, you know, goes up the ramp, waves at the crowd, and it shows for about five minutes, it shows Stephanie screaming in agony about you know, her arm being broken and telling the the Bendix paramedics that she didn't want to move it and, you know, she was in pain and she played it off really well. She did. I was surprised. Stephanie did a really good job playing off that broken arm segment. And it was a great way to start Monday Night Raw too. It was it was quick, it was fast paced, it didn't waste a lot of time. Um, because I've seen a few authority segments between Stephanie and Triple H actually last forty five minutes to an hour and waste the first hour of Monday Night Raw. So I'm glad it was only like a 15-minute segment and they didn't waste a lot of time on it. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Superstar Shakeup was actually announced after that segment happened. Um, I, I'm not still not sure how I feel about it being called the Superstar Shakeup because um, it used to be called the Draft, of course. As everybody knows, it was called the Draft and you bring people to Raw, you bring people to SmackDown, everybody trades, there's a big, there's a big movement in... You know, people go to this show, people go to that show, people get called up. So there'll probably be more call-ups next week. But I don't know how I feel about it being called the Superstar Shake-Up, which that's exactly what it is. It's a shake-up for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. But I told my fiancé, I said, it sounds like a drink they would sell at 7-Eleven. It doesn't sound like an event. But anybody who wants to watch that, that is happening next Monday night and Tuesday night on Raw and SmackDown. Um, so looking forward to that. Don't care for the name, but always look forward to the draft because it always adds something to each show. Uh, next segment was Nia Jax. Nia Jax comes in as the new champion. Very happy for her still that she's the new champion because she's busted her ass too to show that she deserves to be there and she deserves to be the champion. Uh, she cuts a promo talking about how she's the champion and how she's proud to be the champion. And of course, Alexa comes out and you know, cuts her down, cuts a promo. I love Alexa to death. I do. Alexa Bliss is probably my favorite female on the roster right now because she can play a face, she can play a heel, she knows how to talk, she knows how to get the crowd behind her or get the crowd to boo her. She's just great at what she does. Which led to a match between Nia's partner versus and Nia versus Alexa and Mickey, and Nia's partner ended up being Ember Moon. Which, so that was her Monday Night Raw debut, and I was very happy about that. Uh, Ember Moon definitely deserves to be on the main roster. She deserves to be where she's at. She busted her butt, too, as the NXT Women's Champion before she lost it to Shayna. 
So I don't know if this is a permanent call-up or if she's going to pull double duty like Kevin Owens did. Um, but, yeah, Alexa, or sorry, Ember Moon and Nia Jax end up winning that match. And, of course, Ember Moon and Nia celebrated after the match. They won with the, an eclipse off the top rope from Ember Moon. So I'm happy to see her on the main roster. We'll see where it goes because I'm sure within the year she'll be She'll probably be smacked, or sorry, I keep messing up. She'll keep, she'll be Raw Women's Champion. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if she turned on Nia here in the next month or so and uh, they made her a heel and she went after the title sometime in the next six months or so, probably towards, more towards Survivor Series. Uh, next, well, they showed actually, next they showed a uh, backstage segment actually between Angle and Braun Strowman. Um, I don't know if they did this because of all the backlash from the pay-per-view but they ended the storyline between nicholas and braun Strowman already uh, he came in and relinquished the tag team titles and said that nicholas has a schedule that he has to adhere to because he's only in fourth grade uh, that led to the bar actually getting a tag team rematch at the greatest royal rumble in saudi arabia um i believe it was in saudi arabia yeah that's where that's where it was sorry there's like three pay-per-views coming up um, whoever wins the tag tournament between the teams in the tournament is going to go on to face the bar for the titles at that greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, so that, uh, which led to the Revival versus Anderson and Gallows in the first tournament match, which is just, that was just a short, you know, your typical tag team match back and forth, short tag team match. The Revival actually won that match. I was really surprised. Um. As much as they've been pushing Anderson and Gallows in the Balor Club moment, I was expecting them to win that match. I was not expecting the Revival to win because the Revival, to me, seems like that team that is not going to have a job in the next year. I, I don't know why. I just have a feeling that they're not going to go very far as far as the tag team goes. They were great in NXT, but on the main roster, they're just not going anywhere. So, I am... See, uh, make a wish video package because this month is celebrating Make a Wish Day at the end of the month. So they showed a video package. Uh, Rollins came out as the new Intercontinental Champion, of course, because he deserves it. Um, cut a promo talking about how he's happy to be champion. He's the Grand Slam champion, which he's probably one of the youngest Grand Slam champions in history, honestly, because uh, Orton just became Grand Slam champion just this past what. Royal Rumble whenever he won the United States Championship I think it was at the Royal Rumble he was just now the Grand Slam champion then so for Rollins to become the Grand Slam champion at such a young age already is a huge accomplishment um but yeah that's when Balor came out and you know cut a promo about getting a rematch and of course the Miz comes out with the Miz Taraj which leads to the three of them talking back and forth about who deserves what that's going to lead to a match later in the night, a six-man tag match between the Miz Taraj and Balor, uh, Rollins, and a, a partner they're choosing. Uh, that partner actually ended up being Jeff Hardy, which I thought was fantastic because it was a great way to bring Jeff Hardy back without putting him with his brother because you didn't want to bring Jeff Hardy back as Brother Nero just when he comes back because they're going to have to lead into that. Um, and I don't even know if they're going to make him Brother Nero or not. We still haven't found that out yet. So, we'll see what happens there. We'll see um, if he ever does become Brother Nero. <sighs> I feel like I'm missing a page. Sorry, guys. Uh, there was a match set for Backlash 
uh, Rollins versus Miz is fighting for the Intercontinental title at Backlash. Uh, let's see, let's see. Okay, sorry guys, I'm not missing a page. I'm I'm looking at my notes here. Sorry, um, I was I thought I was missing something, but I'm not. Um, after after that was uh, Mandy versus Sasha, which I don't really care much for either one of them. Um, I used to be a big fan of Sasha, but she hasn't impressed me at all in the last year or so. As my fiance says, when her weave is too high on the top of her head, her forehead's just way too big. You could play a movie on that projector. Ah, sorry. That was mean. I'm sorry. But it just bugs me. I need to fix her hair. But uh, that was just a normal match. There was nothing special to it. I don't care for Mandy either. I don't think Mandy deserves to be on the main roster. She had two non-televised matches in NXT and then was all of a sudden on the main roster with Paige. Don't know why she has the non-ability to wrestle. I don't, sorry, I didn't know how else to put it, but people like Ember Moon busted their ass and didn't get called up till just now, but Mandy Rose has been on the main roster for six months. It just didn't make any sense. Um, after that was a heartbreaking moment because that was when Paige announced her retirement officially. We've known for months that Paige had a neck injury like Edge had. And she couldn't be an entering competitor anymore. But as of Monday night, she officially announced that she wasn't going to wrestle anymore. Um, I haven't been a fan of Paige in a while either because her attitude kind of changed after she faced Del Rio. Or after she faced Del Rio. <laughs> after she dated Del Rio. And I don't know what happened to her, but everything just kind of changed after that. But it was, she got to me because she was just talking about how it was her life and, you know, she couldn't do it anymore. And, and it was just sad to watch somebody have to give up their dream like that because I, I know if somebody told me I had to give up my dream, I'd be the same way. Uh, Lashley returned on Monday night to beat up Elias after Elias did his little spiel that he always does. Um, Lashley just made short work of Elias. Didn't say much at all. He just came out and beat up Elias. Uh, there's a video, a WWE Network exclusive.com video, something of him saying that He's not going to stand in line. He's not going to wait. He's not there to wait. So I'm assuming he's going to go after the title after the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, Authors of Pain debuted on Raw, which I thought was fantastic. They made short work of Heath Slater and Rhino. Um, I don't like the fact that they got rid of Ellerling because Ellerling was their mouthpiece. And I don't think I've ever heard the Authors of Pain talk. If I have, it wasn't for very long. So I don't know if these guys can talk. I don't know if these guys can cut a promo. So, we'll see where this goes. Uh, from what I understand, the reason why they didn't put Everling with Authors of Pain after they debuted was because he didn't want to do the schedule. Um, he didn't want to travel, you know, every night, every week. Because when he was on NXT, he could just, you know, he could stay at the Performance Center and do whatever he needed to do. But I guess he doesn't want to do the travel schedule, so they dropped him. So, we'll see where that goes. Um... Hangle actually cut a promo with Owens and Zayn who came in asking for their job and dropped probably the second greatest pipe bomb in the world right behind CM Punk when he mentioned TNA on on WWE television because I sure as hell wasn't expecting him to do that. Um, Zayn and Owens came in asking for a job on Raw and Kurt Angle's exact words were, the tag team division on Raw is full but I hear TNA is hiring and 
that crowd let out such a a noise that you would think that they just heard the biggest diss they've ever heard in a rap battle in their life. And it was amazing to hear it. Um, as far as I know, there's no repercussions right now for him saying it. Um, but it was pretty funny. Which uh, led to an Owens versus Zayn match towards the end of the night to see who would be on Raw and who was getting fired. Led to a double countout, which I was expecting it to. That was just predictable. Everybody knew that was going to happen. Um, I don't know where they go from here uh, because they're not technically supposed to be part of the Superstar shakeup because um, they're fired. I mean, they're not. I know it's part of the storyline, but I don't know what happens from here because unless they get reinstated, they can't be part of the Superstar shakeup because technically they're not part of the roster. So not sure where the storyline is going, but uh, we'll just have to wait it out a couple weeks and see what happens. Uh, Titus Worldwide faced uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. They won that match. Matt and Bray did. So next week's finals before the tag match in Saudi Arabia is going to be the Revival versus Matt and Bray, which, you know, that's pretty predictable. We know who's going to win that. That's uh, There was a run-in backstage with Matt and Jeff, and they kind of had the interaction, but there wasn't any interaction like Jeff was going to join Matt. It was just kind of like a... Hey, brother, how are you? And, you know, that was about it. Uh, Reigns cut a promo uh, talking about how he's going to how he's gonna beat up Lesnar again at the at the Greatest Royal Rumble and how he's going to get the title. Um, you know, his usual big dog, this is my yard. Same thing Reigns does every week. Um, you could write down what Reigns is going to say before he even says it, and I guarantee you could win a bet and get it all right because it's the same thing every week. I wish they would change his character up a little bit and turn him heel or something because uh, people wonder why he gets booed out of the building, and that's the reason why right there. He's, it's the same thing every week. Uh, uh, that's about it um, for Monday Night Raw. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Joe returned and, and threatened. Roman Reigns said that once Roman Reigns won the title from Lesnar at the Greatest Royal Rumble, he'd be waiting for him at Backlash. So... Um, it looks like the plan right now is for Reigns to finally beat Lesnar at the Greatest Royal Rumble and then face Joe at Backlash, which as much as I don't care for Reigns as a singles competitor, I think it'll be a good match because both him and Joe hit hard, so it'll be more like a fight than it will be a uh, wrestling match, so I think that'll be all right. Um, <laughs> come out the gate and say it. SmackDown was very, very underwhelming. Um I I don't even know where to start. Um, Shane announced that Paige was the new general manager because Daniel Bryan no longer wanted to be the general manager. He wants to be an in-ring competitor, which is completely understandable. That's perfectly fine. Um, she announced Daniel Bryan versus AJ for the end of the night as her first act as general manager. So I'm glad to see that they put her in some kind of TV role so she wasn't left off of television because she was not happy about having to leave. So I'm glad they found something for her. Um, Usos versus the New Day. Usos won. Um, I don't know why the Usos push got halted all of a sudden. Um, it was like they were the hottest tag team, and then all of a sudden they just stopped getting wins, and they stopped getting um, they stopped getting pushed. Um, so now the Usos are going on to backlash to face the bludgeon brothers for the titles in a rematch uh naomi versus natalia your typical women's match um naomi won that after they got into a fight backstage they had a match naomi won that i'm assuming that 
it's going to lead to Naomi getting the title back at some point because they're pushing her really hard right now between this win and her win for the Women's Battle Royal. I'm assuming they're going to put the title back on her at some point. Uh, the highlight of the night was probably Renee Young interviewing Nakamura. It was a short interview, but she asked him what his words were for AJ after turning on him, and he said, I'm very sorry, but he said it as a sarcastic tone, you know, of course, because he's a heel now. And she said, can you elaborate any more? And he said, me no speak English, and he walked away. I thought it was funny. I really did. I thought it was hysterical because I like seeing the side of Nakamura because he's been a fan favorite since he debuted in NXT, and now that he's a heel, he's getting booed. So it's interesting to see a different side of Nakamura that you didn't think you'd see for a while. Uh, Charlotte came out and talked about her her win against Asuka, which led to the debut of the iconic duo Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Um, these are two women that, when they were in NXT, I never cared for them anyway. I lost even more respect for them after they felt like they had to get plastic surgery done just to get ahead in their careers. Um, I don't think... I don't think, personally, when you're a female, you should have to get plastic surgery just to feel like you have to do well in your job. You should show them that you can wrestle. If you are there just based on your looks, you're not going to make it very long because it's not based on looks anymore because um, the women that are there can actually wrestle now. So it's not like it was 15 years ago where it was about big boobs and brawls and panties. It's a lot more than that now. So I don't see them going far, but they beat down Charlotte um, after their debut, which caused Carmella to actually cash in. Carmella came in and and cashed in the briefcase, which took like a five-minute cash-in because the ref, for some stupid reason, kept asking her if she wanted to cash in. And she was like, yes, let me cash in. And he kept saying, are you sure? And she did, he just wouldn't let her cash in, and it was a really awkward moment. It just felt weird. And she finally cashed in, and Carmella finally got her SmackDown Women's Championship, which... I honestly think she deserves. Carmella's done so much between NXT and, and WWE and just busting her ass with that briefcase. And she does what they tell her to do backstage. And from what I see, she's never been in trouble. She's never disrespectful backstage because usually you hear about that stuff when it happens. And she always does what she's supposed to do. So for her to finally get her chance to shine as a women's champion, I'm happy for her. I am, even if it's a short reign. Um... Triple threat match, number one contender, Rude versus Orton versus Rusev to face Jinder Mahal at Backlash. Uh, Orton actually won that match. It was actually a pretty short triple threat match, but it was also because it was rearing towards the end of the night, and I think they were cutting short on time. Um, I was surprised that Orton won, only because Rusev asked for his release, and then there was an article that came out and said that they were going to try to do more to make Rusev happy because he wasn't happy with the way they were using him, so he was going to leave and go somewhere else. So I thought he was going to win the United States Championship on Sunday, and they were going to push him so that he would stay, and so far he's not getting that push like I thought he was going to, so we'll see where the storyline goes because if he doesn't get pushed soon, we may end up seeing Rusev gone here soon because they're not using him like he wants them to. Uh, backstage short interview with Styles basically just said that he didn't need Nakamura to apologize to him, that there was nothing to say, that he would action speak louder than words. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ. It's going to be a great match whenever it actually happens. 
But you didn't get to see much in this match because Nakamura came out and beat up both of them and interrupted the match. So there wasn't much to see as far as Daniel Bryan versus AJ. It just gave us a preview of what we'll see probably maybe even next year at WrestleMania. It'll be a good match either way because they're both very athletic. It'll be a hell of a match to see Daniel versus AJ for the first time in WWE because, of course, we've seen it in ROH, but we've never seen it in the the big company, the big company. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, sorry to run down SmackDown so quick, guys. There just wasn't much to it. Um, it was a very underwhelming SmackDown for being the, the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Raw had its moments, SmackDown had a couple moments, but overall I'd give the shows together a 3 out of 5. Um, they weren't memorable like they have been the last 2 or 3 years, so I was really shocked that that there wasn't anything. There was a few good debuts, but nothing like, wow, you know, this makes me want to watch it next week, which of course I will because I'm not just a casual fan. I'm not just going to not watch it because I wasn't impressed one week. But yeah, I'm hoping that things get better after the Superstar shakeup and... Uh, things change a little bit. We can get some new feuds. We can get some new storylines going on because that's the whole point of that shakeup is to basically start a new season, if that's what you want to call it, after WrestleMania is over and start new feuds. So leading to what I was told you I was going to talk about for a second earlier, I made a podcast about Lesnar re-signing because I was upset about it because I don't think Lesnar deserves to be in that company anymore. I don't like him as champion. I don't like him as a part-time champion. Rumor now is that he is only signed on for one more match, and that's the match against Reigns at the Greatest Royal Rumble. From what I've read, and if it's true, he signed on for that match. He's supposed to drop it at the Greatest Royal Rumble and then leave. So if the if the rumors are true, he didn't sign a full contract. He only signed on for one more match. If I hear anything different than that, I'll let you guys know in another podcast. But... As of right now, it looks like he's only signed on for one more, and then he's done. He's going back to UFC. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, and I'm sorry if if things seem a little off. Um, I just started doing these, so I need time to, to get the rhythm down. And me doing it by myself, I don't have anybody to bounce off of, so it's just me talking to you guys. So if things seem a little off, things seem a little weird, I'm sorry. You just got to give me time to get used to it. Um, this is my third one. So they'll get better as they go. And once I get better equipment and everything, then yeah, we'll go from there. But thank you guys for who does listen. Thank you much so much for listening. Keep listening. Share this stuff, you guys. Please get this out there because I've wanted to work for WWE my entire life, and I don't think that'll ever happen. So this is going to be my closest thing I can get to working for wrestling or talking about wrestling because it's a big passion of mine. So like I said, thank you guys for watching. Spread the word. Um, I will have a podcast up next Wednesday morning for you guys to listen to after Raw and SmackDown next week after the shakeup. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Thanks.